you could go one end in your wheelchair and I'd go to the other end if it was walking <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> it is, you know, it, you know, you're looking at the, the, the building of the side and, you know, having someone like you coming in was, was absolutely fantastic. Can you remember anything about that, young Joe? I, do you know, I, honestly, I, I, I can't. I mean, I was nine when I first came. I'm, I, I'm really sorry, everyone. Uh, yeah, I was nine. I can remember him being really fast. And I can also remember when you went home with your, when you were injured, he was sat on chairs outside the West End room just before he went. I don't know why I can remember this, and it might, and it might be a false memory, but it was very sombre. I can remember it being very sad when he was leaving. And that was after ten games. That was the effect that you'd had on the club. On the club, yeah, not right. that everyone was sad, but the fact that you had to go. Um, Probably the bar tab. That would have been. And then, obviously, later on, two thousand six, two thousand seven, I have a slightly, slightly better memory of that. But in, when he initially came, I didn't know anything. I was still dressing up as James Bond at that point. Mm. Mm. Takes us back a little bit to to Ryan in his South Australia days, battling for these these contracts. Um, and I remember a story that Renner's tell or told. You know, bless him. Was it when when Ryan he picked Ryan up from from the airport, and on his way back, sort of Ryan says, "You know, do you mind me asking how you how you found out about me?" And, and Renner says, "Yeah, I did my research, and I found this, and I found that." And Ryan says, fuck me. He says, you know more about me than the South Australian sources. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I actually remember that. I, I don't exactly. I, I remember asking him that and exactly right. How, how did you find all that? I mean, Renner's had an amazing knack of, of finding. I mean, it wasn't. I, I, I mean, that wasn't by fluke. You know, it, it, the amount of work that he put in to find these mm. professionals. And I think it speaks volumes, the amount of them that have ended up playing international cricket. Is. Joey, Joey, that that's a really good point, and that was the point I was I was going to get to. Is that you, you look at the history of, of the club, our club, Low House, the people have gone through there and gone and progressed onto onto international cricket is phenomenal. And and, and you you talk about uh, even Moddy and Flags, for instance, talk about Australia, even even or yeah, Vanyasu played. I mean, a lot of players went through the Lancashire League, but also our club to to to, to do that, and, and that's that's a phenomenal thing. The history of, of going through of, of yeah of that league, but also the way that that Renner's there's no coincidence there that Renner's got the right people in because it wasn't just oh we'd look at stats and see how he's going because again like Macca said last or the other night it's it's the it's not just the player it's the people you bring in yeah. and those people those those players and people the ones you speak of there you know Flegs Moddy uh, Yarra I, I actually never met Yarra I know he's a good man been through the club it, it's not just about the player it's about the person. And and that's what makes the club as well. And the player goes goes a long way if they're a good a good person as well. So there's no coincidence in that. That's uh, so, and it's so true. You know, with the you know Gary captain the side and played with a lot of pros. You know, I did. Tony's been around a long time and 
and he's always he's always at the club. It counts for so much. It really does when you've got someone that is approachable and and it can get the best out of you, you know, out, out of the individuals. We've gone through that season a little bit, uh, Ray, and there's a couple of games that have jumped out. Joe Beneducci's, you know, has mentioned some great things about you about you know being, you know, the top pro that he's, that he's played with and that he's met, etc. And he he flagged up. I think him and Gary. Gary was watching this game. Uh, when we played at uh, at Burnley, I don't know if you can remember anything about it, Ray. And we we only got 113, and you ran their pro out. Can you remember? I that? do remember that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolute phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I do. Matt was trying to stop me from bowling because I think I'd bowled 20 odd overs, <laughs> and he said, that, or 18, 19 overs, and he said, no, no, we need to stop. I said, no, what do you mean you need to stop me with? Mate, we've got 130 on the board. They're about six down. He said, I said, oh, well, I'm not going to say what I said to him, but I said, f off. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we, we're going to we're going to win this game. So, and then I did. I remember that was Joubert, I think it was. was it That's Joubert? right. Yeah. Yeah. Matt nearly punched him as he went off. He was fighting with him <laughs> as he walked off. And, That's right. And he was a bit mouthy. Joubert was a bit mouthy, and I, I told him where to go. But um, yeah, the, the Burnley Burnley derbies were the best. They were good. I mean, every game we played was obviously a yeah. challenge, but um, playing Burnley was. Um, was obviously amazing, and like you know, you talk about again. I heard you know Macca talk about games that he played in in the year that you guys won it, or you guys won it. That um, like sort of, I guess, team or morale changing games, and and that that against Burnley, as you said, one hundred and thirteen was a huge. You know that 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 gave faith to to us. You know when we were playing that we could. No matter what teams made and what we did, and if we if we mucked up on the day, that if you had faith, you could still win games, and that was a huge game. Happened obviously against Burnley, but it was also you know, gave the confidence that you could win from anywhere if you did the right thing and, and had a crack. Yeah, and I do. I mean, just just from a personal point, I know Gary was there watching it, and I'll bring Gary in in, in a minute. But I do remember, you know, I look at the scorecard now, and but they had a, a, an off spinner bowling. We bowled eleven overs, eighteen for three. But I remember is just keep, you know, let's just get above the 100. Let's get over 80. Let's get over 100. Mm. You know, the track, yeah. the, the best. Let's get, and, and we did, we got to the 113, not thinking, you know, that it was enough, but we'll give it everything that we've got. And, and I remember your spell, you know, the figures were 24 overs, 13 for five, you know, and, and then course, yeah. running out with Hubert like you did. What's your memories of that, Gary, as a spectator? They get thinner as the as the day went on. To be honest, I mean that had all the ingredients. You know that was an away derby, low scoring game, bit feisty. Obviously, I was trying to trying to defend a low score, and and I think bowl when you were bowling, that's you just bowling down the hill then, Ryan, and just putting mm. it in, and it just and it did see. I mean, everybody was wishing you to bowl another ten, you know, ten clicks an hour quicker sort of thing, and it looked like you were doing all the time, and, and people were hopping around. And then that run out of Joubert, I mean, that was that was amazing. I mean, when when we were talking about it, or we we discussed it the other day, it was just it was like tingles on the back of my neck again, just reliving that moment. It was just it was it was something else. And I think we gave, uh, I think you were there, Tony. We were on the balcony, me, you, and Nicky, maybe, and and you were giving Andy McLeod the cuckoo treatment for about two hours. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's a good one that is. You head like a cuckoo clock; it can go off at any minute. Uh, and it, yeah, and it, it just had all the banter. The crowd would get the crowd were in on it. And and for me, yeah, you're right. We talked. We, uh, we were on a podcast the other week, and we talked about times where we seemed to the longer it went into those games and some of those low scoring ones, and we always felt we we backed ourselves to win those. We were just like a mentality or a will to get it over the line, and that and, and you know your efforts that day sort of. I think just give that the rest of the team, you know, the younger players who maybe haven't played so much first team cricket, just that belief that it's never over. 
Yeah, yeah I guess that. Sorry, Jez, that was a th- that was the thing about. I think that was what I saw as well. What I learned from that short period coming back. And again, I'm probably repeating a bit what Mac alluded to the other night. Is that that was the role as as a professional. It wasn't. Yes, you had the pressure on to you earn the money. You got to you got to perform. That's fine. But you've also got to try and instill something in the change room as well. And our change room was great. I mean, it was it was all about. Yes, it was. We had to you know make sure we're doing our roles, whatever. But Jesus, it was a funny change room. Trying to get past Johnny Russell and Charlie and Joe. You're trying to, you're trying to be serious at times. And then good old Johnny Russell. I'll tell you a quick story. I, I, Ren has told me he, I rocked up in 2003, so I got. We, we got this guy, he bowls, he bowls fast in anyway, one end. And obviously, Jez, you were still playing then as well. But the other end, we got Jez, who's a, you know, like a, a great, obviously, um, stalwart of the, of the club and of the game. And then we got the other guy at the other end bowling. You know, good pace. And, he, and he's, you know, he's taken a lot of wickets. And I rocked up and went to training. And I said to Renis, who's the guy that bowls good paces? That was, that was Johnny bowling the other <laughs> Johnny. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. But I, he doesn't bowl fast. He doesn't bowl fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I mean that I mean that tongue in cheek but yeah. but Johnny was in, you know having that having guys like that around I mean in the change room you'd, you'd sit down you have a loss and you know the first I've been in change rooms where it lasts all night the last 15-20 minutes yes you have your chat about you know we need to be better we, and, and everyone in that change room knew that we had to we know what we had to do but then you know the, the Charlies the um, Johnnies and you know Dooches and that were just we would know how to, especially with a couple of young guys around that, you know, dwell on, dwell on the loss and, and chat honestly, but then, you know, make sure you enjoy yourself. And that was, that was such a good thing about that change room, well, the change room, you know, when I was in it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they're all mates, weren't they? When I've looked at the, I've looked at that Burnley game, but for any young, any young cricketer in that side or any young cricketer watching, you know, that's only six games in. How, it must have been amazing to see someone who has only just come to the club, no real allegiance yet to it, but willing to willing to bowl twenty four overs straight through and just keep going regardless of you know the fact that the captain wanted to take him off. You know he's got a career back home to protect as well. He was a little bit injured. It must have been amazing to see. Do you know what this this guy's going to run through a brick wall for us? And we don't really even know him yet. It must, it must have been amazing to, it was, to you know, witness that. It was. And I, I'm just, you know, some listeners might not uh, might not have, have seen that game, but but just in brief, and it, it, it's no bullshit. This the actual run out. Hubert hits it to a wide-ish mid-off or mid-on. I think it was probably. I can't really remember. I know it was correct. mid-on, mid-on, mid-wicket. And it's yeah. it's not going too quick, but it's going quick enough. And you, you can imagine, Reigns had to. You know, from his, his follow-through, he's died full length to stop the ball, getting any closer to mid-wicket, roll over on the floor, throw it and hit the stumps. And well, he was bowling at the time. And he was bowling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I swear down, that's exactly how it was. Hubert looked up and, you know, they still, they were still on the chase 113, but that it, that's it. It was done then, was that, that game, because of that one moment. It, you know, one of the mm. best... Ever have, you know, on a cricket field. Same season as well, Ryan, we played against Cone at home. And if I remember, it wasn't, I mean, we never had bouncy, quick wickets, but we got a lot of runs. And I do remember it was quite, you know, a, a decent day. We'd had a bit of a dry spell before. So, you know, the ball was coming through. We ended up getting 260 odd. And one of their opening batters came out without a helmet on. Can you, uh, can you recall? Uh, well, uh, yes, I did. Uh, what was his name, Jeff? 
Ellis? Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I do. <laughs> I, I do remember that. And this is, and I have to admit, and I apologise for people listening, that I, I did I did go too far. But in, in those days when, again, I was starting to, to work out bowling a bit quicker and, and for someone to come out and, yeah, if someone came out and not wear a helmet, um, I must admit, I, I didn't have to say anything because the boys around, you know, Maddie, Johnny, Dooch, Charlie, uh, they'd always, you know, say that to the batter, you know, if they didn't come out with a helmet, what are you doing? Get one. You know, and I think Jeff, he, he never wore one. Uh, it was the same as the guy at Baker. Who was the guy, the old guy at Baker? It was the same, the keeper. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, they never never used to wear it. So, you know, me being at that age, you know, just that was me for like, mate, just get a helmet on, you know. And he, and then they wouldn't do it. You know, after, after everyone telling him, he wouldn't do it. So, of course... Me being stupid and young, and, and again trying to bully, uh, I guess the players. What do I have to do? I have to try first. I have to you have to try and hit him in the head, don't you? And then, and, and, you know, be be you know the words I'm gonna and and I and I obviously look back at now because we've we've had a death from someone being hit in the head. But um, you know the words that I'm gonna hurt you or kill you at the time probably is or is 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 bad. But you know coming in and and seeing it um, at that age, I. It was one of those things that it was like the old red rag to the ball for me. It was, it was not just me, but I mean, even, you know, Johnny, guys, guys are bold. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how quick you just wear a helmet. It's just, I know and a lot of guys had the tradition of, of not doing it. I understand that, but you know, to come in and, and, and say, you know, I, I, I don't know. It was almost like I don't respect you as a bowler. That was the way I saw it. And then as soon as he came in, I just, oh, you know, and, and, and obviously the, the, the great thing, I, at the time, it was a good thing. It was a funny thing, but you know, the talk was, "Oh, look at the, you know, hit him in the head and that sort of stuff." And you know, it was funny, but um, yeah, it was as I said, it was like a red rag to a bull. You know, I said to him, "Put it, put it on." And he, he wouldn't do it. No. I, had to, I had to make him put it on. <laughs> and I, as I said, I think I think I might have got him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he did get caught, caught behind off his gloves, if I remember, just fending one. That's off right. Head. But you're right, yeah. right. That's that. You know, that's that's thought that you know that it's tough. You know, you know, if I could. Yeah. Quick, I, I would be doing it, and you know, and, and like you said, it's the lack of respect that's there for it. But it was, it was interesting to play in. But I think, I mean, that brings me on to another point I wanted to to bring up, and I'll let other lads contribute to it. I've never played with anyone, Ryan, or against anyone, or watch really people that I get to know the cricketers that are so extreme than you are. On the field, you is mm. win at all costs. So you can see that when you're playing for Australia or whether you're playing for mm. Lower House, you go out there, you win at all costs, you'll give them grief, you'll get into their ear, you will, it, even when you're batting, you know, you're aggressive. But then off the field, you're the complete opposite. Yes, that was that was a big thing of mine. I, I always fight hard. And I, I, as a youngster, I I, um, I definitely took that too far. I always try to push the, push the line a bit. But I, I tried, my, my goal when playing... In the length league, I, I always thought I'd, I wouldn't do that. But when it came to the point of w- winning, was everything to, mm. to, to 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 be obviously in the right way. Was I just wanted? I always wanted success, and and it's no different to everyone that plays the game. I play sport. That was the thing. And you know, there were times I might have gone too far, and as I said, being a bit young and immature, that was probably the way I played. But but I always made sure, and that was one thing that well, well, both um, Darren and, and a lot of guys in my old. My club back in Adelaide always used to say, they used to do the same thing. That's where I learned it from. That you can always go hard on the ground and go hard and, and do what you got to do. But if you, you know, don't say anything, it's going to be personal to their family, to their friends, you know, to their whatever it is, religion, all that sort of stuff. But go hard on them 
but make sure if you go hard with it, make sure you buy them a beer at the end of the day. And that was that was sort of you know, that was my mentality. So you know, I even did that when I, when I played international cricket. Not that I went too hard in international cricket, but yeah, I'd always have a beer and, and or a drink or softy or whatever it was. Um, you know, at the end of the day, to make sure that you'd always talk about it. And, and a lot of people would say, "Geez, you went hard at me." I'd say, "Yeah." Yeah, he deserved it. So he like someone like you know, Jeff would say, I didn't wear a helmet. So I was trying to get there. <laughs> it is meant as a compliment. It is a, it is a compliment the way you are. You, know, you look at other pros that we've played against and we we, dis, we had a discussion about him. You know, Brad McNamara. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Horrible on the pitch. But he wasn't a nice fella off it, as far as I could see. You know, you try to chat. Yeah. And, you know, see, it's just the two extremes there. I don't, what, what do you think, Tony? If... It's, um, I think it speaks volumes that the, 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 the rumour used to be that we'd, all, we'd get four wickets before we'd even bowl the ball because the, the opposition were frightened of Ryan. Um, you know, the, the fear that he installed, instilled in, in opposition. And, and yet, like you say, he's the nicest bloke, mm. nicest bloke you could wish to meet off the field. I just pick up on something he said there. I never saw him with a water or a softy in, in our <laughs> house. 2006. So you've gone away injured on that 2003 rain. You've obviously got yourself fit. You've obviously impressed us or David Wren, you know, that much that we do want you back and we're all desperate to get you back. And that's when you came back in, um, in, in 2006 and played, you know, the vast majority of the season. I think you played 20 games or so before, you know, you, you sadly had to go back. What are your memories around the 2006 season, Ryan? Is there anything jumping out? Uh, yeah, there is. Um, the fact that Mecca had won it the year before. It was the year before that he won the yeah. league, wasn't it? 2004, yeah. he won the, the cup and then he wanted to win the league. And that was, for me, that was what we wanted to do. And the time I went back early was the time that we realised we couldn't win it. On the flip side of that, my mum was sick as well. So... I guess that yeah, I remember. Geez, far what a season! We were in the mix. We were close, close to, and that was the biggest thing for me. Is that I just knowing the history, as I did when I arrived in two thousand three. The goal was to win. I wanted to win something, and yeah, Mac obviously Mac did it with with you guys, and and, and it was just you know I remember I watched I watched every I watched every scorecard. You know it was great, but to go back to back that was my goal, and 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 we got to the stage obviously where we couldn't do it, and that's when I went home. And pretty good memories of that season. Far there were a lot of good memories. Just oh. There's too many probably to, to, we haven't got time to go through, but I think that was the you know coming off a, a year where it was the belief I think in the players and you know um, coming back and, and seeing the players like you know the thing is we had some players that were just you look at them and say they they're not normal first team players sort of thing without and I don't mean to be uh, negative about it but I think Finch you nailed it in the in the podcast the other night with Macca is that certain players knew their role they weren't superstars but they knew their role when they had to do it. So Charlie against Spin, uh, Dooch, whatever he did, you know, he, he bowled certain overs. Matty, you know, all, whatever it was, just people knew their roles. And I think, that's, you know, going back to the, the chat about, like Mac, Macca said, that you, you, you pick those players for the, for the team and, and what they do. And, and, you know, it's it, it seen that way that, that everyone had a role. And, and that was the thing. And that was the thing that contributed to the success before. And, and, and I wanted that. I wanted to, to be the next player, to, the, the overseas player to do that. And, you know, there were times, I think, 
and my stats at the time. And Joey, can you look up those stats? Because I, yeah. I think at those, a few of those, a few of those times there, where I was pretty disappointed uh, with my stats. I think it was that year, and I remember Keith coming to me. He was obviously the treasurer, and I'd say to him, "I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, I, I deserve that that payment today because I haven't done anything." And he gave it to me, and, and thankfully, I still gave it to me, obviously, because we had to. But it was on the um, step, <laughs> steps, steps of the bar. So he said. You're gonna spend it to her anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna. So you know, I'll get it back to I'll get it back to the club. But, um, yeah, it was one of those things that, and and one thing that Macca spoke about, Andrew McDonald spoke about in the last podcast that you know the you know he, he I must I was a little bit older, but he was 24. The pressure of coming to a club in the in the Lanks League is, 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 of course, you feel it. And and I love to have a good time. That was that was a hard, that was sort of a tough thing for me. It wasn't about the pressure of performing. So I, I knew I'd, I I was uh, you know I was I, I was going to perform. I knew that, but it was more about the manage, managing the because I love the beer and you know the Saturday nights before the Sundays. I had, mm. I had to literally I literally had to get in my car after the game and go home because I had to stay for one or two. I was I was going to be wrecked for Sunday. So that was the toughest part for me because I loved it. Uh, and there was a game. There would have been a game. I can't remember the exact. Game, it was two thousand and three or two thousand and six where it was the. The old English weather, but I oh know it's going to rain. It's going to rain tomorrow, so let's get in the bar. <laughs> and, and Matt and Maddie and Woody, you probably would have part of this, and probably Jez as well. Gary, you might have been there as well. But oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. Let's have a drink. And we did. We had a good drink. And I woke up. I don't know if I went to bed. I think it must have been one, two o'clock. Woke up in the morning, and I wasn't. Let's be honest. It wasn't. It was a home game, thankfully, but it wasn't in a great state. I looked out the window, and I was thinking, I'm going to go back to bed here. And it was cracking sunshine, and I had to. <laughs> Well, I drove up to the club. I shouldn't have. It was a delayed start, thankfully. So I managed to get a few more hours sleep. But if I had to have bowled that, I would have been throwing up at the top of my mark. It was a, it was a serious <laughs> risk. Yeah. So that, those, those, are, those are the challenges because it was such a such a good club to, well, socially. I had to do well. That was, that's what I'm there for. But to, to have a drink, have a beer and, and have a good time was, was also just with the boys. There. It was such a, it was bloody good fun. It, it is interesting for myself. I don't know, you know, about yourself, Gary. I didn't realise, you know, until listening to yourself, Ryan and Macca, how much pressure the professionals were putting themselves under. You know, I, I thought the Lancashire League, you know, they, they, they're by far and above better than the vast majority of the players there. But it really, it really had some pressure in it. Gary, did you did you feel that? that the pros would have that much pressure on them. I didn't feel it when I was playing. Yeah, to, to some extent. And I think that's why it was it was refreshing almost getting back to when Ryan came in 2003 and, and obviously Andrew and then Ryan again. And, and that's that type of mentality more than anything. I mean, you know, it, it's up to the professional themselves how they want to approach it and, and et cetera. I think as long as there's a, there's, a, there's a common goal there with what you're trying to achieve um, as a collective, and I think that's fine. But I, I think transitioning at that point to, to the spec, to the other side of the boundary, I think it was refreshing to almost get back to that ilk of professional, if you like, or that attitude that sort of said, I mean, somebody did at the time, and I was trying to wrap my brain to who mentioned it to me at the time, but he said, you know, when it was obviously somebody who'd been in the team a while, but he said, when, when Ryan comes in, when Ryan came into the dressing room, we all felt equal. And mm. and, 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 it, and that said, that sport volumes really, because I think, you know, the, the professional there put himself in, in amongst the, the amateurs and, you know, we're all doing this together. And whether you call that sort of putting themselves under pressure to perform or, or making sure they can lift the team. Um, I, I don't think it showed. I don't think it was to the detriment because it can work. To, it can work the wrong way, can't it? It can. It can affect performances sometimes. So I, th- I think. It, I, I think by pushing it, pushing himself to do the best he could. 
think just naturally lifts the rest of the team five ten percent anyway. Coming to the channel, I didn't. I felt intimidated only because I wasn't to, to Johnny and and Dooch and that. Oh, geez, they, they made me laugh. And I felt like I wasn't funny enough, for one. <laughs> so, getting those blokes, I wasn't funny enough. You know, making jokes. And I, was, I sat there, I had nothing for it. But I, I think coming in, you know, the thing about that is that they had they had the great, when I first came in, they had a great feeling in the room. It was all about banter and it was all about having fun. But when it came to tough conversations, they actually had that. I think having the, Jez, you were there at first, Maddie was there, and then Blaise was obviously, you know, still there, which is great, and was there. So you could have that, well, the team I had, I obviously had a conversation the other night with Macker about, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. V-Shells, I mean. What's his name? Whatever. But, uh, trip, you know, yeah. which, again, but but again, that was about honesty. It wasn't about a bad thing. It was it wasn't a negative thing. It was about honesty. So you had that you had that conversation, and as much as it is amateur cricket, everyone says it's amateur cricket, you still got to, you still got to win. No, firstly, as a professional, you're going there. Your job is to win the game for the team or get the team going in a winning direction. That was the thing. So that was my that was my whole <coughs> thing about going in there. And, and again, leaving and then coming back, my whole thing was trying to win something. And, and obviously, hopefully, I was hopefully going to be the first one to win it. 2003, that didn't happen. And then obviously, thankfully, Macca did it. And then I was hoping they're going to continue that to help that. And that was my goal. That was the that was the driving force behind that. So it wasn't just getting out and playing. It was again, it was the whole social thing. And and again, talking to a couple of people before I went over or coming back, sorry, before 2003 even, but then coming back, it was about you know, it was about the, the professional. Yes, the pressure's there, but it was about leading a club. And I even found that with training, training, going to training. It was, you know, do we train? Oh, sometimes. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's that was 2003. I was like, well, do we, are we trying to win it? Are we being serious about it? So, uh, but that got better as, as I went on. And, and 2006, 2007, that was better. So, and, and, and there's no surprise that results got better through that. Yeah, with, with a to date, um, Tony, you you probably were uh, you know the closest person to Ryan. Is there any any memories or stories that you can share with us? Be nice, Tony, please. Not not for this forum, Jeremy. Not for this forum. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, the, uh, let, let's just discuss the Bake Up Away game. See see if Ryan remembers Brilliant. that, and uh, if we were right about the, the, the broken foot. Yeah, the, 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 did did you break Chris Cairns' foot, Razor, or did you just clean ball him? No, I got it. No, I don't remember breaking his feet, foot. I remember more to broke his off stump, but I don't break his, <laughs> break his foot. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely remember. I remember bowling him. I didn't break his foot. Uh, game after it was against Nelson, I think, and you got Craig McMillan out for a duck as well. I think there were a number of uh, New Zealanders over that season. Um, Shannon Stewart and um, uh, Canning, I think, at yep. Aslinden. Yeah. Did you have a? Yep. Did you? Were you up for it a bit more with New Zealanders? <laughs> I wish I'd, I wish I had known that four months ago because I worked with Craig McMillan in the IPL. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I remember that. <laughs> sort of do remember that. That were that was the year there. There's a lot of Tamak. Was Canning was in? As you said Camming, uh, Tanner Canning, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So there was a few. I mean, Stuart was at um, East Lanks. He, he made a he made a uh, truckload yeah. of runs. I think now, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just. Oh, look, to, to, off the top of my head, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's not a obviously a big thing. But when he when he got Australia, New Zealand, that was, was switched on straight away. I've got to get this bike out. He's uh, mm. he wants to be an Aussie. He's yeah. close to us. He wants to be an Aussie, but nah. it's always a good battle against the Kiwis. <laughs> Jez, just yeah. on that backup game, from from my memory, I think I think he hit Terry Lord on his foot. Was he the big was he the big in swing bowler? Yeah, yeah, I may yeah. Have. Um, and I think yeah. he hit Chappie on his glove <laughs> in front of his in front of his head. 
Yeah, and they didn't give it out, and then he bowled him. Yeah, uh, I actually thought I might have. I really, I actually thought I might have really hurt him. I remember that because I mm. saw it hit his head. I think the umpire did too. That's yeah, why well, didn't give him out. I can remember talking to Mark Whitehead about this. I've alluded to it on a new number of podcasts, but I spend a lot of time with Mark and we chat about different games and stuff. He, he said when he watched that game, he said it was the fastest he'd ever seen anybody bowl. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, obviously, Chris Cairns was a massive sign in that year. And a lot of and there would have been a lot of chat about him coming into the um, coming into the league and and obviously going to destroy everybody. Did that did that have any bearing on your mentality or the team's mentality? I tell you what though, I reckon and correct me if I'm wrong, T or Jesse might know this or Gary that I reckon he played us at Lower House and and smashed us around. Is that right? Yeah, I think he, yeah, yeah. yeah. I reckon he's, he, he he whacked me around, and that was the thing I was yeah. so determined about getting him. I reckon he'd, he'd um, not just moved, he reckon, I reckon he was smacking everyone around that year. Uh, did Baker win it that year? They may have won it that year. Uh, no, Burnley won it that year. Oh, uh, right, um, right, okay. Because so, Baker should have, I think Baker should have won it, but I think they lost the last... Well, Terry, Lord, Terry Lord had a broken foot. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been it. But they were close. I knew they were close because he was just, he was smacking everyone around. Yeah, so I think that, I remember that, I actually sort of remember that game where I, I was on, I was on, we, we said before, I said to the boys before, I've got to get him out. We've got to get him out early. Otherwise, he's, yeah, he's going to smack us around again. So, yeah, I remember that. was I ran in and... Actually, bowled a decent ball again. Nice little last swinger, hitting off stump. So yeah, no, I think he 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 was one that. Um, well, we've since found out there might have been a bit of dodges about Chris Cairns, but since, but uh, no, he he was one that. Um, oh look, you know when you came to the Lanks League and you played against players such as him and the international players, it, it was just a great challenge. It was also it was a great challenge because you're playing on. You know, some everyone say all oh, the wickets did a bit it was great for the bowlers, but sometimes they were flat. Good wickets and flat, but now he showed that he 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 made a lot of runs and and he and he did well and as well as a lot of other pros. So that that was a great challenge about coming against these sort of pros and and, and doing well. You again, you're the you're the pro for the team, and you wanted to make sure, especially as a bowler, that you got their pro out. And and the and the the raw, especially at home, um, when you did that from the yeah. crowd was was awesome. It was such a great thing, you know. So and then vice versa when you're away. And you got the pro out. Everyone almost leave. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. So yeah, it was. I mean, I do remember that that Chris Cairns at home because I'm quite sure. I think he put a few windows on Lorax Lane. Oh. It was some mm. broken windows, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, good on you. And then you've come back in 2007, but you clearly had you played much cricket back in Australia on, in that uh, in the summer over there. I must admit, you sent me that info. I can't remember that, to be honest. I, I, I was there. I think I was there because I only came over for half the season, didn't I? Or even a quarter of the season. Yeah. I think it was because I was really focused on trying to do well back home and, and get a good pre-season, try and continue what I was, you know, what I was trying, what I sort of started, I guess. And I remember, I actually remember Renners um, coming to me and saying, "Mate, you know, he, he knew, he knew from the start." I was only there for yeah, what was it seven, seven or eight or ten games, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And I think he had someone coming over, and that fell through. And he came to me and said, "Look, can you stay?" And I, I, I'd love to, but it was sort of the beginning of that climb, I guess. And just trying to think why that was. I must have had something else at home that was sort of that was locked in. Whether I, as I said, whether it was state training with South Australia, whatever it was. But um, 
Oh, um, yeah, I remember it was a tough decision to have to leave because everyone was going well. In that 2007 season, we'd signed Jonathan Moss. That's um, right. Who pulled out That's in right. April. That's right. Um, I'm yeah. just looking at the thing now. Um, so then we, we managed to sign you for a period of time. Um, and obviously in, in, that, in that you broke a partnership record with Finch. Um, That's right. Um, but then we signed Aaron O'Brien. That's right, that. Ivy. I remember him. That's right. Yeah, he was. He actually did really well, didn't he? He, he did he very, was, very he well. Good, yeah. He, yeah, did, he yeah. did very well, but we didn't re-sign him. Um. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember. I remember actually just listening again to to the to the previous podcast with with Finchie and Macca and Finchie. Uh, I remember that partnership. It was it was amazing because it was against. Oh, sorry, it was against Haslington. Break up. Sorry, it was against because. The only I remember, I remember it because of um, Shane Harwood, who used to bowl to me when I was over here in, in uh, playing against Victoria. Who would would try and kill me every time. He would bowl, bowl he was quick, and he bowled bounces and 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 try and literally he was fast. So to open the bowling and make 140 against him, I remember some of the shots I played him against him. That was, I, I was bloody good. <laughs> I was I was surprised. Against it. I was bloody surprised. And then, to, yeah, I'm, hearing Finchie talk about it last night, that brought back some good memories. So to be able to do that against them and you know, to to make like, obviously a big score on a record first sort of wicket partnership was 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 bloody impressive, you know. So um, yeah, he, he was he was he, he was he was a good he was a good bowler. Shane, now he was fast. Yeah, he did. He's he's so proud for us once or twice. Mm. He did, I remember. Yeah. yeah, and he's a real, you know, strong Australian. He would run through, you run through yep. over here. Um, and I didn't realise yep. he was pro when you got that. He was getting trotting stall at home. Trotting um, stall. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he only bowled ten overs, not for forty four. And he used to uh, to bounce bounce you back in Australia, did he? When you were younger. He, oh, did he what? Yeah. And, and, he, and you're right about him. Um, being a typical Aussie, he was a great man. He had a, he didn't want a, a, a smoke or a dart, as we call it, and. Uh, didn't mind a beer and that, and he, he, I mean, he played. He played, I think, T Twenty cricket for Australia and maybe one day cricket. And he was he was generally fast, but um, yeah, yeah. But playing back here, you know, batting. I was batting at, at at nine or eight or nine or ten, and he wasn't pitching him up. <laughs> I can tell you that he was, he was, and I wasn't bowling fast back then either. So I was, we couldn't get him back because he couldn't hold it. <laughs> he could <laughs> whack it, but he but he couldn't hold the bat. But um, yeah, no, he, he was quick. So for me that day to 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 make a hundred against him, I might have given him a big, you know, up your up your, yeah. you know, up, your up you sort of thing. But um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good it was a good challenge. So. It was, it was fa- I remember watching that game. It was it was fantastic, and that that brings me on to another point, uh, Ray. And I'll let the others come in around that two thousand and seven when you came over to help us out. You know, I, I remember playing with you and watching you. And you were a genuine all-rounder too, in my eyes. I don't know about other players. You, you were a proper batter. And I know you said on the podcast uh, back in Australia mm. the other day that when you were younger, you did bat and you possibly your batting went a little bit awry because of, you know, your concentration on your bowling. Is it that difficult in test cricket that, you, you know, you, you wouldn't have ever been able to bat at seven, eight, you know, in test cricket? Am I being just you know a bit naive in that the, the batters at Test cricket are that much better than you know than likes of yourself? I don't think you're being naive because the the, the batters are, are phenomenal. The way they you know they pick the ball up, the seam and the length is is phenomenal. 
I, I don't know. I, I think I through junior cricket was okay. I, I, I batted a lot and did okay. Batted top quarter, but I, I, as it um, as their bowling took over, but as it got quicker, I must admit I think I got scared. I, I was scared of of um, of the quicks. <laughs> you know, blokes blokes bowling you know, 135, 140k was you know, scared the shit out of me. So, but but again, I didn't do enough during that period of when I was trying to work hard and bowl a lot. So. I bowled a lot of training more than bat. And then I, I got to the stage where I was feeling good with the ball and then I started doing it again with batting. And then in South Australia, I had a, a guy that was one of my coaches through the junior uh, under-17s, under-19s, who was assistant coach for South Australia. And, and he, he, he just said to me one day, he said, mate, when, what are you, what's, your, what's happened to your batting? I said, oh, look, I've just become a bowler. And he said, no, that's bullshit. Your, bat, your batting's good. So... He, as an assistant coach, he just said, well, we're going to bat. Every time we run finishes, you have your batting session during the, the normal training session. And then we're going to have a you know 45-minute session afterwards. I said, oh, perfect. That's great. And then he came off. That was sort of around the time the sidearm, the, the plastic dog thrower um, oh, yeah. came in. So you know, he, he, you know, he started doing that. And then he, he started to come off. I said, I'm... He sort of worked it out, but he, he, he got me, being a good coach, he told me, he said, um, well, I, he asked me questions and I said, oh, I'm a bit worried about the quick stuff. And he said, oh, perfect. He said, yeah, you shit scared of it. I said, thanks. And then anyway, he started coming off about 18 <laughs> yards or 16 yards um, and throwing these balls to me quick and the short stuff. And so I started working it out a bit. And that's when I started sort of... Um, you know, about, I think I was batting at eight or nine for South Australia, and then you know, yeah, it was it was probably more. It was a bit later again, but um, actually, I did really enjoy batting, uh, and, and yeah, had to do you know, being, being down the order, especially a few of the times I was playing. Well, definitely South Australia, they had a few collapses, but then the Australian team we had a few collapses. But yeah, it was it was yeah, I saw it was a bit later again. I took on the, on the batting again, but uh, I definitely enjoyed it. The answer there is is really is the pace, isn't it? You know that that's yeah in league. So yes. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So, sorry, I should have had, uh, just elaborated there. Like coming to league cricket and batting top order for me, that was another thing that to to to, to improve. And, and not not some some teams had pace depending on the pro. Yeah. But it was it was good to get my my technique and my eye and everything like that in and, and all that sort of stuff. But that was that was I was always encouraged to go over to England and and play on tough wickets and and, and get better and and um. And, and try and get your batting right. So, I've just I've just quickly looked at his low house uh, stats and average forty three with the bat, thirteen with the ball. Finished on ninety nine league wickets. That's that's not great. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm available for I'm available for another season to get my hundredth if I can the play. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a, I got a, I got a British passport. I might need to lose a little bit of weight, but I can, uh, I can come over. <laughs> That's been a brilliant chat, Jess. That's been great. Just on Ryan's batting, he he did actually get a county championship century, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? No, I didn't. Nineteen ninety four. Well, nearly. Yeah, uh, ninety four was it? Yeah. Well, three test fifties. Yeah, but yeah. you've got seventy-four in test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a story behind that too. I was, and I know we're short for time, but well, I, I was going, I was going right at the time. I must admit, and I was at the time I was thinking I was trying to smash Ashwin around, and then I think I just hit him for six, and I was actually thinking, how am I going to celebrate my hundred? And where's my wife sitting? <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried to slog sweeping again. Tried to slog sweeping again next ball, and I was out LB. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was it. So it cost me a tip. My wife cost me a test hundred because she was too high up at the MCG. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fantastic, brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic. I just, as I said at the start, Joe Benedici's probably just going up and down the pizza aisle at uh, at <laughs> Um So I just sent a little note through. You know, I just said, "Is there anything you want to put to to write or, or comment on?" And he's basically saying, "I'll read it because it, it, it is a." It's a good paragraph. He's good to that he can't make it. And he said, uh, Ryan, still to this day, is the most superhuman pro I have ever played with or against. He was proper quick and very nasty with it. I think I've said it before, but I felt like we could do or say anything in the field because Ryan would always sort it out for us. <laughs> I have a really hard mate at school. <laughs> <laughs> And then his last, his last line was, it wasn't just the cricket, he threw himself into the social side as well, which is probably why he's such a good mate with Tony Woodworth. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, brilliant. From Joe, good contribution from him. Uh, brilliant. Can, I, can I just quickly say, Jason, to finish, oh, I know we're quick, but uh, what, a, what a club. I'd, I'd be back there tomorrow if I could, and you know, people are listening, whatever, but uh, what, what a club. And, and I think I heard or saw the other day that people players around the competition wanted to come and play for Lanc- uh, for uh, Lower House in the Lanks League. And I think that's a credit to, uh, I think it's a credit to Renners. I think it's a credit to Keith. I think it's a credit to everyone around the club. Maddie, we haven't spoke about Maddie, uh, Jez, your brother or all that, or the, the, the seat um, where we used to eat kebabs, Tony, on, um, <laughs> what was it called? Um, what was it called? The bench. The, the bench. bench. And, he, and he wrote that in a tweet today. But if I could, I'd be back there tomorrow. If I was fit enough and strong enough, I'd become, I'd, I'd, with the British passport, I'd be back there tomorrow. But what a club to be able to be, um, well, still talking to you now. Uh, as as good mates, and and if there's anyone around listening, go go and play in the league or anyone any youngsters. Haven't you spoke about Stan, which I wanted to touch on, but the, the young the, the young people around around the area, just go and listen to the people around the club and and, and be involved in the club. It's what a club. Um, from what I understand, where where it was and not winning anything to where it is now, it's it's what a what a credit to everyone around the around the area around the club. So. It's fantastic to be able to, to be sitting here today and speaking about the club like that. That's great. That's, that's, that's extremely kind of you, Ryan, to, to make those uh, those comments. And you know, and, and we thoroughly enjoyed your time there. As you said, you know, when you come back, when you, you know, whether you can or you can't play, it's, it's like last year. Whenever you're in England, it's always a case of a meet up at the club, and everyone wants to chat to you. Everyone, you know, wants to to, to listen to you. And you are, you're the type of man that does spend time and will give your time for all the spectators. You'll chat to any of the spectators and they really appreciate you for it. So uh, thanks very much for that. Um, is there anything else? You know, because we can cut it in if you have any other stories, Ryan, you want to come through or... Um, oh, I've got some good stories, but like Tony said, they're probably not. <laughs> they're probably not. No, no, again, I, I just think I just think the support, and I'm, and I'm probably a bit boring, but the support for the club, um, this, you know, the people around the club, we, we, we lost a, a great man in, in Dave Wren, which I was absolutely shattered, and yeah. as everyone was. But um, it, it, look, just what a club, and, and I'm, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so proud to be a part of it. And as you said, Jez, every time I'm back there, and if I can get back there, I'm, I'm always going to pay a visit to come and have a drink at the club, and yeah. uh, which probably should have a curry first next time, so I can actually yeah. have it rather than... <laughs> 
rather than drink 15 pints. But, <laughs> but I, I love coming back there. My family, I love to bring my kids back there one day and, and see it. But um, yeah, no, thank you for having me on here. And, 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 and it's also, again, hearing uh, Andrew McDonald speak the other day, um, it, you know, it's such an important. Um, Matty Mott, sorry, Matthew Mott, we talk about it all the time. It's a great club and it's a big part in our lives. So thanks for having us and yeah. thank you for having me on this, on this podcast. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Ryan, and, uh, and thanks for, for joining us. Uh, and so, till the next podcast, we'll see you all soon.